And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. Is this your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. Tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood 360 will once again open that creaking door to the inner sanctum, starring Boris Karloff from 1945. Then, Ozzy and Harriet explore a haunted house on part one of the adventures of Ozzy and Harriet from 1948. With me to help present these radio classics is my co-host, Lisa Wolf. What's up, Lisa? Hey, Carl. Hey, what's happening in Hollywood? Well, I've been checking out the new fall lineup on television because the schedules are starting to come out, and the big thing on network seems to be talent competitions. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Those are growing and growing. So right. CBS is now going to enter the talent competition arena with a new show called The World's Best. Mm-hmm. Now, they're not talking about you here. No. This is a talent show, yeah. but it is a global talent. I'm ta- very talented. Oh, though. I know that. That's why I said that. This is a global talent competition across the entire world. Yeah, okay? well, the globe is the world. The globe is the world, but I mean, it's it's a national thing. So we and, can't use people from outer space at all? Well, I think you could, What about actually? your relatives and friends? Yep, all good. It features acts from every genre, every corner of the planet. Mm-hmm. Of every planet. Right. Okay. So you not only have to impress a American judges, but there's a wall to break through called Wall of the World, and it contains 50 of the world's most accomplished experts from every field of entertainment. Wow, it sounds like a very expensive production. It actually does. The winning act is crowned the world's best. Some of the judges are Drew Barrymore. You like her? Yeah. Um, RuPaul, Faith Hill. RuPaul. Yes. Faith. I like yes. Faith Hill. Okay. And the host and executive producer is James what is, Corden. Uh, what is Faith Hill uh, the best at? She's a, she's a singer. Yeah, I know that. She's okay. also an actress. Right. Yeah, she's So that's great. what she's the best at. I'd like to find out what she's the best at. <laughs> I'm going to go with singing and acting. Okay. Okay. Good. Anyway, this will premiere on CBS this fall. We'll look forward to it. All right. Sounds great, Lisa Wolf. Well, you know what, Lisa? On this show, we have Inner Sanctum. And I'm telling you, Inner Sanctum is a fan favorite. We put Inner Sanctums in the Classic Radio Club membership uh, collections that go out every single month. Don't forget, folks, to join the Classic Radio Club. Go to ClassicRadioClub.com and you'll get 10 classic radio shows on five CDs sent to your home every single month. And I'll pick those shows out, so I'll make sure... You get the best of the best of the best. But right now we have a great radio show. This is The Wailing Wall on Inner Sanctum from November 6, 1945. Boris Karloff stars. Here's part one now of Inner Sanctum Mystery. Lipton Tea and Lipton Soup present Inner Sanctum Mysteries. Starring Boris Karloff. Mm-hmm. 
Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. This is your host to welcome you through the squeaking door into the land of ghosts, vampires, and other gay, hilarious people. Friends, are you looking for an apartment? Well, we have just the place for you. It's sturdily built, completely of marble, with cold running water every time it rains. You don't have to worry about the landlord putting you out. The lease is forever. All you have to do to get this little love nest is call your undertaker and get yourself a little bit dead. (laughs) Mr. Host, I assure you, no one is the least bit interested in your offer. But, Mary, just think. Once you're dead, you can appear on Inner Sanctum. You know, we always have a ghost in our story, someone whose voice comes back from the grave and gives advice to our characters. Sometimes I think our theme song should be, My Mummy Done Told Me. (laughs) Why, that's very funny. (laughs) And I'll make room for the creepiest voice you ever heard. The curdling kid himself, the star of stage, screen, and radio, Boris Karloff. Tonight's story is called The Wailing Wall. It's an original radio play by Milton Lewis. You'll hear Boris Karloff in the role of Gabriel Hornell. All set, friend. And turn out the lights, curdle close to the fire, and listen. Night. And on the waterfront of downtown Manhattan, the fog creeps in like a crawling cloud. Tucked in between the towering skyscrapers, there's an old rundown mansion. An anachronism. A freak among the streamlined giants. It's the Hornell home. And tonight, leaping tongues of flame from behind the black shutters. Yes, it's Johnny. Is there anybody in that old dump? The same old guy lives here, don't you? Gabriel Hornet. I hope he had sense enough to get out. That place is like a tinderbox. Yeah, and pretty well gone. Yes, it. Get that horse. Help! Hey, there is someone in there. Get the action. Come on. I'm right behind you. What? Get out of the way. Help! Hurry, will you? Help! I knocked it off. All right, come on in. You see anyone in there? No. We can't stay. Hey, there he is. Oh, the crazy coot. He didn't even have sense enough to get out. Here, grab his shoulder. Yeah. No, don't hold me. We're just taking you out. I don't want to go out. He ain't asking you what you want. Come on, Johnny. Before this joint collapses. Don't oh, take me out. I can't leave the house. Good evening, Mr. Hornell. I hope you're feeling... Oh. Mr. Hornell? Mr. Hornell. The head nurse. And Harry. Hello? Hello, this is Nurse Hopkins on the 18th floor. Gabriel Hornell is not in his room. The window is open from the bottom. Yes, I'm sure he did. There's a letter. I know, but I'm sure he's not alive. Oh, the the letter? Yes, I'll, I'll read it to you. Uh... To whom it may concern. By the time you read read this, this, I shall be dead. dead. There can be no mistake this time. Death holds no fear, no terror any greater than what I've endured in life. For the past 40 years, I've searched for freedom. I hope now I've found it. Even now, as I write, I can hear her voice calling to me as she did that night years ago. I'd prepared everything while she was in bed. 
Just the last few minute little details had to be completed. Gabriel! Gabriel, do you hear me? What do you want? What are you doing down there? I'm... I'm fixing something. Well, why don't you come up? I don't want to be alone here. I can't bear to be alone. Come up, Gabriel. What's the matter with you? Why don't you answer me? Oh, you're just doing it for spite. I know you are. Stop that hammering, Gabriel. You know I can't bear that noise. Now stop it, please. Gabriel, will you stop that noise? Oh. You came down. Well, of course I came down. Did you expect me to lie there while all this racket was going on? Now, you know I'm a sick woman, Gabriel. What are you doing there anyhow? You can see. Well, yes, I can see, but it doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, you've made a huge gaping hole in the wall. Now, what on earth did you want to do a thing like that for? You'll find out soon enough. And, and what are all those things? Stonemason's tools, cement, plaster. Well, I never dreamed you knew how to use them. Oh, I'm going back to bed. No, Agnes. No? No. Gabriel, that rope in your hands. Yes. I thought carefully about this rope, Agnes. It's the most merciful way. It leaves a little trace since there's no blood. Gabriel. You won't make it difficult, will you, Agnes? Murder. It's the only way. No, Gabriel. We couldn't go on like this. Your imaginary illnesses, your constant nagging. I, I have to be free of them, Agnes. But murder? This is best for both of us. No, Gabriel. Send me away. Do anything you want. You can get a divorce. A divorce there, see? That would solve everything. You could have your freedom. Stand there, Agnes. Just as you are. I know. That other woman, Dorothy Carter, that actress. That's why you're doing this. Oh, you thought I didn't know about that, Gabriel. Well, I do. Yes, I do. No. No, let go of me again. That rope. Help me, somebody. It will be done in a minute. Done? Oh, you'll never be free of me. As long as you live. The cat saw everything with its yellow eyes. The cat saw me take her body to the tomb I'd made in the wall. The cat saw me place her there and carefully seal it up. I worked quickly, skillfully, with infinite care. First the bricks, one on top of the other, then the plaster. Then the wallpaper to match the rest of the room. That wasn't very difficult. In a short time, it was done. I was free. All I had to do now was to go to the police and report her missing. It was even simpler than I thought. I put on the coat. I was about to open the front door when I heard it for the first time. I thought it must be my imagination. I listened carefully. I rushed to the wall, put my ear to it. What I heard made icy perspiration ooze out of every pore of my body. The wail was coming from the wall. It was like the insane shriek of some creature of another world. Was she alive in there? She couldn't be. She was dead. I knew she was dead. Yet I heard a voice wailing. I could swear it was her voice. I couldn't go out as I'd planned. What if someone else should hear it? Would they go to the wall? Investigate? The doorbell. Oh, it couldn't be at this hour. It, it couldn't be, but... 
was. Who? Oh, I, I had to risk everything and answer it. I'm sorry to disturb you, Mr. Arnell. It was Patrolman Cleary. It was the officer on the beat. He was blue with cold. I was passing by and I saw the lights on. I peeked in the window. You... You looked in? Yes. Since you were still up, I thought I'd ring. It's a bit of cold out tonight and I'd like to warm these old bones for a minute. Oh, oh yes. Yes, of course, Cleary. Don't stand there in the door, man. Come in. Come in. Thank you. I see, you got your coat on, Mr. O'Neill. Just got in? Only, only a few moments ago. As a matter of fact, I, I was going to see you. See me? Why, yes. It's it's about my wife. Hi, something wrong? I I hope not. I was out all evening. When I got home, she was gone. It's not like her, Mr. O'Neill. No, it it isn't. Was she alone all evening? Yes. I, at least I think she was. You know, she hasn't been feeling very well lately, and I... Why, I hate to think it possible, but... But she may have destroyed herself. Mrs. Arnell? No, she wasn't a sort... Oh, she was ill, terribly ill. I tried to keep it secret until she recovered, but the doctors knew... Insane? Yes. Don't you see? The river. I'd better get back to the precinct and report this. You'd better come with me. Missing Persons Bureau will... Hey, Mr. O'Neill. Yes? You must be mistaken. Isn't that her? That... That isn't a woman. But of course it is. Coming from that room there. Well, sure, it's your wife. I know her voice and she sounds like she's in pain. But it can't be. There's no one in that room. But she must have come in the back way. Come, I'll show you. No, don't go in. Huh? Nothing. No. There. You can see for yourself there's no one here. No one. Could have sworn your wife was in this room. Well, how'd you like to live in a house with wailing walls? Well, one thing you have to admit, things aren't so very dead in the Hornell mansion. Or are they? Well, all I can say is I'm glad I don't have to live in that house with that awful wailing. All right, friends. We've given you a chance to warm your blood. And now we fondly hope to turn it to ice again. With the help of our star, Boris Karloff. Oh, let's hear the second act of Inner Sanctum. We continue with the strange letter left by Gabriel Hornell. Here he watched in silent fascination as the cat screamed and leaped against the wall. Would he notice the new wallpaper in the dim light? Suddenly, the policeman turned to me. Yes, I... I guess that noise is only the wind. Strange, I like a wailing woman it can sound, isn't it? Yes. Well, I'll be leaving now. I guess it'll be all right for you to stay here. I'll make a report at headquarters about your wife. It's very good of you, Cleary. If she turns up, you let us know? Yes, I, I'll let you know. Good night, Mr. O'Neill. Good night. He left. I locked the door and came back to the room. The room where my wife was entombed. Was she still alive inside the hollow of that wall? I listened all that night. The wailing rose to a high, insane shriek. And then towards morning, it began to grow weaker. As though she were losing strength. And it seemed to die. 
crept away. There was a merciful silence in the house. She was dead. She had to be by now. I sat down onto the sofa into a feverish sleep. Somewhere a bell was tolling, calling the mourners to the grave. Suddenly I sat bolt upright, shaking, trembling. I'd been dreaming. The front doorbell was ringing. It was night again. How long had I slept? The house was silent. Oh, there was nothing to fear now. I ran to the door, opened it. Hiya, kiddo. Dorothy. Well, are you going to keep me out here in the cold? No, no. Come in. Come in. I haven't been... I haven't been feeling well, Dorothy. Is that why you forgot our date tonight? I must have overslept. What time is it? Ten o'clock. Ten? I must have slept clear through the day. Well? Aren't you glad to see me? Glad? Why, yes, it's a... It's a delightful surprise. No, that's more like you. Come here, kiddo. You've got the blues, but Dorothy will wipe them away. Give us a kiss. What? What's that? Just... Just the wind. Oh, no, it can't be the wind. This is a very old house, Dorothy. You sometimes hear strange noises. Oh, I've never heard anything like that before. Sounds human. Oh, she's still alive Even after 24 hours Suddenly I realized that the doorbell was ringing again There was a large pair of wooden sliding panel doors Between the room that we were in And the vestibule that led to the street I wasn't going to take any more chances There's someone at the door, Gabe Yes you wait here, Dorothy. What are you doing? Closing these doors. Why? I'd advise you not to ask too many questions. Evening, Mr. O'Neill. Officer Cleary. Who are those men with you? Hey, got something to show you, Mr. O'Neill. You'd better brace yourself. It's not going to be pleasant. All right, bring it in, boys. Put it over there. What? What is it? It's a body. A woman. Just fished out of the river right near here. She can't be dead more than 24 hours. My wife? That's hard to say. You see, the body got caught in the propeller of a boat. It's not easy to recognize it. Unless it was examined by someone who knew her very well. Like yourself, of course. Let me see it. Take away the burn lamp. Look, Mr. O'Neill. <gasps> I know. It's pretty bad. Is... Is it your wife? Agnes? Yes. Yes, of course. It's... It's her. You're sure now? Yes, I... I'm sure Positive. All right, boys. Take it away. You can stay here, Miss Darnell. I'll take care of everything down at headquarters. Good night. Good night, Cleary. Luck 
fate, whatever it is that seemed to control men's lives, was playing directly into my hands. They'd never investigate now. The nightmare was over. This time I was really free. That's the first portion of Inner Sanctum. More after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Do you love classic radio shows? The Jack Benny Program. X-1. Suspense. Now you can receive 10 classic radio shows on five CDs every month by joining the Classic Radio Club. Hi, I'm Carl Amari. I've started the Classic Radio Club so fans can receive the best of the best from my library each and every month. Join now and receive your first 10 classic radio shows on five CDs, a $39.95 value for only $4.99. Then every month, I'll hand-select 10 more of the greatest classic radio shows and mail them to you on five CDs. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com to join and receive your first 10 classic radio shows on five CDs for only $4.99. That's ClassicRadioClub.com or call toll-free 888-642-6556. That's 888-642-6556. Your brain is an amazing thing. But as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. In clinical trials, Prevagen has been shown to improve short-term memory. Prevagen, the name to remember, now available in stores everywhere. Statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Now back to Inner Sanctum. Suddenly, panel door opened. Dorothy was standing there. A curious smile on her lips. I heard everything, kiddo. You did? So you were married. No longer, Dorothy. My wife died. Suicide. So I heard. Now everything will be quite all right and we can get married in a few weeks. We'll have money, lots of money. You left you plenty, eh? She was very wealthy. What's the matter? Nothing. Nothing? <laughs> I see what happens to your face when you hear that wail. Did you kill her? What are you talking about? Did you murder her? You heard what he said. She was found in the river. You can fool a dumb copper, but you can't fool Dorothy. That wail. It's queer. Awfully queer. Look at what that cat's doing, will you? Jumping up on that wall like it's gone crazy. Yes, there's something about that wall. That's what the cat's trying to tell me. Something about the wall. You better stay away from there, Dorothy. I'm going to find out something yeah, I am. Yeah, put that book end down. Not till I'm done with it, kiddo. What are you doing there? I'm going to break through that wall. You crazy fool, stop it. No! Yeah. Give me that thing. You're too late, Gabe. I've broken a hole through and I'm going to look. <gasps> now you've seen. Yes. Is it the hand? The hand of a woman. Her. Your wife. Yes, Dorothy. You murdered her. Yes. Well, ain't you the kid? What are you going to do about it? What do you think? I want money. Lots of... That... That rope. Yes. This rope. It leaves no telltale traces. 
No, no, Kitty. Didn't you get it? It was all a joke. No, don't come any closer. Don't scream, Dorothy. It won't do you any good. Yeah, listen to me. I I don't want a cent. Not not one penny. I love you. I love you, I tell you. I'll keep your secret. I'll do anything you want. Anything. That that rope. Take it away from my neck. Don't give it the name of heaven. Don't don't raise She was dead. I took her body, put it in an old trunk in the storeroom of the cellar. I had to think of some plan, some way to get rid of those bodies. In my confusion, there was only one thing that I was certain of. I must never leave the house, not even for a minute. I never did. At nights, I would sit there, listening. Then it would come, the wail in the wall... I knew that after a week she couldn't be alive. What made the way? Plans? <laughs> I thought of a thousand plans, but all of them would mean that I had to leave the house, and if I left, someone would hear the way and find out, just as Dorothy did. Fire. Yes, fire. That would do it. The idea danced like a flame in my mind. No, no. They discovered charred bones of the skeletons among the wreckage. No, it, it wouldn't be worth it. The only way I could be safe was to stay there in the house. I stayed. I, who had risked everything for freedom. One day, the doorbell tinkled. I opened it. Mr. Harnell? Yes? I'm Mr. Crawford from the bank. May I come in? Just in here, in the vestibule. We've written to you a dozen times, but you've never replied. What do you want? Well, Mr. Harnell, you may not realize it, but you've overdrawn your account. The money your wife left is gone. Gone? So short a time? So short? Why, she died 40 years ago. 40? It seems only yesterday. We've been investigating. Even the grocer who used to supply your food no longer will extend you credit. What do you want with me? I'm not starving. If you'd see your face, you'd realize that you are, Mr. Hornell. Now, if you'll only be reasonable, we can see to it that you get $250,000. A quarter of a million? How? By selling this house, it's become very valuable. Uh, No. You get out of here. Get out. But listen to Hornell. Get out. Very well. He was right. I was starving. That night, when I heard the wailing begin again, I came to a decision. I, I had spent 40 years in the house. More punishment than criminals receive who've committed even worse crimes than mine. I'd take a chance. I opened the wall I'd sealed up 40 years ago. She... She was still there. But the wailing continued. Why? Why? I looked into the tomb I made for her, and then I saw it. I saw this thing that had ruined my life. It was a tiny hole in the outside wall that I'd made when I first broke it open. The wind rushed through and made that horrible wail. What was the use? 
I took a match out of my pocket. I set its flame to the curtains. In a moment, the place would be an inferno. I decided to stay. I wanted to perish with the house. In death, at least I'd be free. But even then, freedom was denied me. They rescued me, brought me to this hospital. I had the nurse make inquiries from the police. She told me. No, there was nothing unusual found among the ashes. Everything was burned to a fine powder. If, if I had only set fire to the house 40 years ago. But no matter. The window is open. And it's 18 stories to the ground. I will soon be free. Meow! <laughs> Everybody's dead but the cat. And we overlooked him because we couldn't find him. Because I'm sorry that that wall made such an unpleasant noise, such a tuneless wailing. All right, friends. Until we meet at some haunted house, here's a parting thought. Don't seal your wife in a wall. That won't keep her quiet. <laughs> oh, by the way, this month's Inner Sanctum mystery novel is Devil in the Bush by Matthew Head. And now it's time to close the squeaking door, so... Good night. Pleasant dreams. <laughs> Tune in next Tuesday night for another Inner Sanctum Mystery. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. And that's Inner Sanctum with the Wailing Wall from November 6, 1945, starring Boris Karloff, sponsored by Lipton Tea and Soup, as heard on CBS. In just a moment, we'll tune in to The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, but I want to remind everyone listening to check out Remind Magazine. Remind Magazine is one of our main sponsors here on Hollywood 360. It's a tremendous magazine all about nostalgia and trivia and TV and movies and radio. And I write a column every issue called Radio 360. And the uh, October issue is all about monsters and ghouls and creatures. And you know why? Because it's Halloween. Yeah, that makes sense, right, Lisa? Things don't usually make sense with you, but that That kind of does fall into place. (laughs) So you can go to Remind Magazine's website at remindmagazine.com or pick up an issue at any Barnes & Noble store or any Walmart store. You will love Remind Magazine. All right, it's time now for the adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. On this show, they explore a haunted house because it's uh, Halloween time. Let's go back to October 31st, 1948. Ozzie and Harriet Nelson starring in The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. Did you know, Harriet, that there are over 320,000 men in the National Guard today? No, I didn't. And did you know that every member of the Guard reports for training with his unit at least once a week and receives pay for it? No, I didn't. And that they now have an aviation branch called the Air National Guard? Did you know that dinner is ready and it's time to go to work with our 1847 Rogers Brothers silver plate? No, I didn't. And that America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers? That I did. America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers. 
From Hollywood, International Silver Company, creators of 1847 Rogers Brothers Silver Plate, presents The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, starring America's favorite young couple, Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. Say, there's excitement in the air. A mysterious change has taken place in the vicinity of 1847 Rogers Road. Remember the friendly old elm tree in front of the house? Well, it doesn't look friendly anymore. The full moon shining through it, and on one of the bare branches, there's a big black owl. And the old dependable weather vane on top of the garage. Gee, it looks different now. I'm not sure if it's a weather vane or not, the way the shadows fall. Could be a witch on a broomstick. Oh, it's spooky out tonight. In the Nelson kitchen, there's an atmosphere of feverish activity and excited preparations. What are you looking for, David? We're trying to find some paper bags, big ones. Well, look in the bottom drawer there. There, that's a good one, Ricky. Yeah, but what do I do with the potatoes? No, not that drawer, Ricky, on the other side. Hey, what's going on out here? We're getting some paper bags. Sound like you were taking the kitchen apart. Halloween, boy. We're going to have fun tonight, Pop. Yeah, it looks plenty spooky out to me. What do you have there, dear? Oh, I was just rummaging around upstairs a bit, and I thought the boys might make a costume out of these old work pants. Gee, Pop, they're pretty dirty. Not only that, dear, they're covered with paint. Well, what do you expect, Harriet? I wore them when I painted the breakfast nook. I think you did a better job on the pants than you did on the breakfast nook. <laughs> How about you, Ricky? Would you like to be a painter? Will you get your white cap and stick a couple of brushes in your belt? Golly, Pop, those pants are pretty big. Oh, I don't know. Let's see how they look on you. Here, step into them. Put your foot in there. Yeah. Now the other foot. Yeah, now pull them up. Mm. Oh, that's a wonderful costume. The headless painter. <laughs> Anyhow, Pop, we don't need costumes. We got masks. That's enough. Well, you suit yourself. We used to wear costumes when I was a kid. That's just for little kids, Pop. Me and David are going trick or treat. Trick or treat? Sure. We ring a guy's doorbell and say, trick or treat. If he doesn't give us cookies or something, we let him have it. <laughs> there you are, dear. That's Halloween, 1948. Sounds more like Chicago, 1925. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, Pop. Didn't you used to do that when you were a kid? No, David. As I recall, we used to go in more for the real spirit of Halloween. You know, the spooky, scary stuff. What do you mean, Pop? Oh, I, I mean, we'd find some old haunted house and go prowling around looking for ghosts and stuff. You sure were brave, Pop. Oh, not necessarily, David. Pop, did you ever see a ghost? Oh, I won't say I saw a ghost, but I will say I saw something. A spook? I don't know. It was white and shimmering, indistinct. It wavered back and forth. Sometimes it was there, sometimes it wasn't there. White and shimmering. Did they have television sets in, Pop? <laughs> no, Ricky, this was right out in the center of the living room. I'm afraid Halloween's different nowadays. All the wonderful, spooky, hobgoblin atmosphere. That's all changed now. Can't help feeling a little sad when you see the joys of your childhood disappearing in a changing world. Halloween just isn't exciting anymore. Are you going to cry, Pop? No, he isn't. It's just the memories coming back. You sure must have had fun, Pop. Do you think there's really such a thing as a ghost? A real ghost, I mean? Well, I don't know. 
In a spooky old house with the moon shining through the broken shutters, you imagine you see some pretty strange things. I'd sure like to see a ghost. Boy, would I run. Well, there's the old McAdams house up on the hill. That's a pretty spooky-looking place. I wouldn't be at all surprised if there were a ghost or two lurking around in there. Do you think we could see one if we went up there, Pop? It's very possible. Oh, Ozzy. David, your father's just kidding. Oh, let the boys have a little fun, Harriet. After all, it's Halloween. Come on, grab the bags, Ricky. We gotta get going. Hey, wait for me. Don't you think a lot of the spirit of Halloween has been lost? Oh, I don't know, dear. The kids seem to have a good time. That's the important thing. Oh, they pretend to enjoy it. But where's the fun? Trick or treat. Where's the adventure? What danger is there in getting a handful of cookies from Mrs. Dunkel? You've never eaten Mrs. Dunkel's cookies. <laughs> have we had any callers yet? Oh, about a dozen of them. You should have seen little Julie Thornberry. She was all dressed up in one of Catherine's old dresses, and she had a stocking on her head. Really? Oh, I'm sorry I missed it. And little Georgie Dunkel. He had the cutest clown suit with skeleton sewed on it. We sure have some cute little kids in this neighborhood. I'll get it. Oh, wait a minute. Let me get it. I want to have some fun, too. Yes? Trick or treat. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Aren't you a little big to be playing trick or treat? Trick or treat. (laughs) How old are you? Fifty-three. Who ever heard of a grown man playing trick-or-treat? Well, my little boy's over on the next block. I'm just helping him out. You don't even have a costume. What do you think I am, a child? Come on, trick-or-treat. A little unusual. What happens if I don't give you a treat? Well, I sneak back later and ring your doorbell. So what? Then when you answer it, I punch you in the nose. <laughs> Come on, trick or treat. Really funny, but here are some cookies. Only three? Well, they've got to go around. There are other children, too, you know. Okay. Oh, they're chocolates. My kid likes chocolate cookies. Thanks. Well, that's all right. The, uh, how old is your little boy? Twenty-five. <laughs> One of the kids in the neighborhood, one of the older kids. Say, would you do me a favor if you're not too busy? What is it? Would you stop down at the store and get some candies or something? The rate we're going, we're going to run out of stuff. Okay. uh, Hey, what are you doing? Just putting a couple of cookies in your pocket in case you got stopped for trick or treat. Some of the boys get pretty rough. Oh, Harriet, please. You don't think I'm afraid of a bunch of kids? Suit yourself. Last Halloween, Joe Randolph bumped into the backfield of the high school football team and came home minus his trousers. No kidding. I understand they have a a pretty good team this year. Why don't you just take these four cookies, just in case? You better give me two more. The ends might be with them. Like, don't tear my pencil. The cookies are in my pocket. They're very 
nice cookies. Wonderful cookies. What's, What's this about cookies? Oh, it's you, Thorny. <laughs> what a cook what a corny trick hiding behind the head. Oh, just keeping in the spirit of Halloween. You should see what I did to Duncan a little while ago. <laughs> <laughs> did you scare him? What did you do? I sneaked up on his front porch, yeah. rang the doorbell, and ran like the dickens. He didn't know what to think. <laughs> then when he went in the house, I went around to the back and started rattling the back door. <laughs> oh boy, was he scared. <laughs> what else did you do, Patty? Well, I waited a few minutes, and I tapped on the window and moaned like this. Ooh. And I, I rattled the door again, yeah. and I moaned some more. Then I began pounding on the side of the house. Yeah. And then what? Then the police came. <laughs> that uncle just has no sense of humor. Did the police do anything to you? No, just told me to stop annoying people. They took my soap away, too. <laughs> You're just a big kid at heart, aren't you, Thorny? Well, it's all in fun, huh? It's much Halloween nowadays. Nothing happens. My boy Will's out playing trick-or-treat. Uh, David and Ricky, too. Somehow Halloween sort of lost the old kick. Yeah, it sure isn't like it was when we were kids. You know, there was an old haunted house in our town, and every Halloween us kids used to go prowling through it. Really spooky. Sure, that's the real spirit of Halloween. Now, you take the old McAdams place up on Franklin Avenue. There's a perfect haunted house. There's some way to, to sneak in there. You mean you go in there at night? Oh, sure. Why not? Oh, no reason. I just never cared for the looks of the place myself. Those grotesque chimneys, staring windows, sort of gives me the creeps. Barney, you're kidding. No, I'm not, Oz. There's something frightening about it, especially at night. What an imagination. Well, I've got to get down to the drugstore. I promised Harriet I'd get some candy and stuff. Okay, Oz. See I'll you later. See, yeah. Say, uh, when you go by the McAdams place, don't let the ghosts get you. Oh, that's right. I, I go right by there, don't I? Yes, sir. <laughs> Not afraid, I got. Oh, Barney, cut it out. If you walk down the store with me, I'll buy you soda. <laughs> that's the first portion of the adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. More of Hollywood 360 after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, this is Sarah Knight Adamson. I'm the national film critic for the website sarahsbackstagepass.com. I'm a member of the Broadcast Film Critics Association in L.A. and a voting member of the Critics' Choice Film Awards. Coming up next, you'll hear a film review of a movie that's playing near you. Goosebumps 2, Haunted Halloween. It's rated PG by Columbia Pictures. This is the sequel to Goosebumps 2015. Both films are based on the children's horror book series of the same name by R.L. Stein. The film stars Jack Black, Jeremy Ray Taylor, Khalil Harris, Madison Eisman, Wendy McClendon Covey, Chris Parnell, and Ken Jeong. The story follows two young boys who accidentally release... Slappy the Dummy, and the Goosebump Monsters while visiting a haunted house. Let's take a listen. Haunted Halloween. Who would lock a book? Did you miss me? The director is Ari Sandel. Here's another clip. Oh, gummy bears. You just ate half the family. I would not do that if I were you. so tiny and cute. What can they do? They just want us to stay and play. The bottom line? I'm in. Three stars out of four. Parents need to know that Slappy the Dummy, ooh, is frightening and may scare young children. The second grader that sat next to me, she was seven, was terrified. 
Besides the creepy dummy, most families will enjoy the special effects of the Halloween decorations coming to life. The gummy bear scene is very funny, and the kids were laughing. I'd say you probably need to gauge your own kids' fright factor, but it is a really cute movie. Check out all of my reviews and interviews on sarahsbackstagepass.com. See you next week. Hi, this is Carl Amari. I've started the Classic Radio Club, where each month you'll receive 10 of the greatest shows of all time on five CDs in a collector case. Join now and receive your first five-CD collection of 10 classic radio shows, regularly priced at $39.95 for only $4.99. Each month I'll hand-select 10 more of the greatest classic radio shows of all time from my library of 100,000 shows and send them to you on five CDs. And I promise they'll be superior sound quality and you'll never receive a duplicate show. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com and we'll rush you your first five-CD collection with 10 of the greatest classic radio shows of all time for only $4.99. Your first collection will feature Abbott and Costello, Sam Spade, Dimension X, Escape, Fibber McGee and Molly, Gunsmoke, Have Gun Will Travel, Inner Sanctum, Jack Benny, and Suspense. You're going to love the Classic Radio Club. Learn how to join at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Next time, it's the conclusion to Ozzie and Harriet with The Haunted House. Then Peter Lorre stars in Mystery in the Air. That's next time here on Hollywood 360. We'll see you then.